Let's do some review together. We have been looking in the book of Proverbs about what it takes to grow from simplicity to wisdom, from foolishness to prudence, um, no thinking versus thoughtfulness. And we have done four lessons so far. We've looked at listening, that the foolish person uh, doesn't listen, thinks they already know everything, while the wise person takes advice, even takes rebuke and correction, because their, their greatest desire is to grow in wisdom, to, to know more about God um, and, uh, and to grow in knowledge. We looked at speech, that the foolish person will simply say whatever's on their mind, whether that's good, bad, or ugly. Um, and the wise person will think, they'll ask questions before they talk, they'll ask, is it true? Um, is it the right time? Is it the right way? Uh, am I seeking to build up to encourage with my words, or am I seeking to tear down to puff myself up with my speech? Um, we looked at work. The foolish person is what when it comes to work? Lazy. Lazy. Foolish. Yes. Um, they doesn't want to work, doesn't want to do anything, um, makes bad excuses for not working. And then last, what did we look at last week? What did we look at last week? Yes. Fighting, okay, yeah. We looked at fighting 101. Um, and were we learning how to fight? Was that the idea? No, 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 no. We looked at some sources of strife. Can anyone remember a source of strife? Yes. Anger is a source of strife. Anyone else? Jocelyn. Hatred. Greed. Anyone else? Gossip. What's that? Siblings. Siblings. <laughs> nope, Siblings. not on the list. Gossip. Good. Yeah. Wasn't here, was we'll, we'll, we'll fit that in there. Okay, yeah. Wasn't here, but pride seems to be a big one. Pride is definitely a big one, absolutely. Yes. Mocking. Good. Yeah, and we looked at all the Proverbs that talk about that. We're on to our next topic, our next lesson in our proverb series. What does the wise person do next? And the lesson is planning. Oh, planning 101. Okay. All right. Who hates planning and who loves planning? Who hates planning? Raise your hand. All right. Let's fade that easier. Who doesn't care for planning? Just all right. Hates a strong word. Doesn't care for it. Who just loves planning so much? <laughs> Brooke's got two hands. Luke's got two hands up. We have a couple other hand raisers. He's got his habits book in his hand. Luke is planning as we speak. That is how planning, how much he loves planning. Yes. Yes, Dan. All right. You know, one thing I realized quickly growing into adulthood was that I was required to start planning things more. Um, I have to plan things in my life now. I, I have to be the one who looks ahead, foresee potential issues, come up with strategies to accomplish the goals. And that doesn't sound fun, right? A lot of, right now, you might be at a time of life where at least some of the things are planned for you, right? School, your, your school schedule might be planned for you. Maybe not. Maybe it is. Um, you, your parents might plan things for you when you're going to do this and that. But as you grow older, the necessity for being intentional with your life grows more and more important. And we're talking about planning. Um, we're not talking necessarily about um, planning out every detail of your life. 
What we're talking about broadly is living intentionally and thinking ahead with your life. If we're to talk about foolishness and wisdom, the foolish person just doesn't think ahead, ever, right? Just kind of lives by impulse. Just like every other thing that we looked at, right, with, with, with the foolish person, all these other things are just impulse, right? Listening, impulse. Speech, impulse. Whatever I feel like saying. Work, impulse. I don't feel like it, so I'm not going to. Fighting, I'm just going to uh, impulsively react and respond. Same thing with this. L- going through life just impulsively, you know, winging it, so to speak. You know, Akuna Matata, right? For you Lion King fans. No worries. Um, but the book of Proverbs gives the necessity of planning. It says that it's important for the wise person to be intentional with their lives. Here's some verses that talk about that. Proverbs 21, verse 5. Proverbs 21, verse 5. The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. Here's the contrast. The diligent one who's making plans and the hasty person. What's the hasty person? The hasty person is just kind of like, ah, whatever comes to mind, right? I'm just going to go and do things. Or if you want something, you're just going to jump out and do it without thinking of, of you know, potential issues with it. Proverbs 19.2, desire without knowledge is not good. And whoever makes haste with his feet misses his way. Proverbs 4.26, ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. Proverbs 22, verse 3, the prudent sees danger and hides himself, but the simple go on and suffer for it. So these Proverbs describe two types of people, the one who plans and the one who wings it, the one who makes haste with his feet, the fool rushing into things without thinking, while the wise person thinks things through and comes up with a plan. Now again, I'm not saying when I'm planning, I'm not saying everyone needs to buy a planner and schedule out their week, although that might not be a bad suggestion. I'm saying that's not necessarily what I'm calling for. I've tried it off and on, and I'm just not great at continuing in like a, like a daily planner. Um, I give it a shot, you know, and it's just, it's hard for me to do. Um, so planning will look differently for different people, right? Um, this is what I'm trying to get at. When we talk about planning, really, really basically, planning equals thinking ahead. Thinking ahead. And what is involved in thinking ahead? All right. What's involved in thinking ahead? Number one, aiming for a goal. Right. So if you're thinking ahead, you actually have a goal to aim for. Number two, making steps to reach that goal. And then thirdly, anticipating problems that might arise while you're doing that. Okay. Those are the three steps of thinking ahead. Aim for a goal. Think through how, the steps you need to take to get there. And then foresee, anticipate any potential issues or problems that might arise in the way of that goal. You know, Proverbs 19, verse 2 says, Desire without knowledge is not good. So let's ask the question, what desires do you have? What goals do you have? It could be anything. Do you want to go to college? Do you want to pursue a particular career? Spiritual goals. Do you want to become a better witness for the gospel? Do you want to become more involved in your church? What are those desires? What are those goals that you're aiming for? Well, Proverbs says those desires, when not, while not, when not accompanied with knowledge or planning or intentionality, will lead to hasty, rash, and foolish decisions. God wants you to be intentional with your life, to think through things. Okay? 
Now, we always start with the fear of the Lord at the beginning of wisdom. We're, gonna, we're going to address that near the end, okay? So hold on to that. I know, I know. We're throwing off the routine here. But we'll get there. Um, let's look at some Proverbs that talk about how, how we go about living life intentionally. I want you to be thinking, all right, what are the goals that I should be placing in my life? You know, do you have any, right? If you, if you go through your high school years, college years, and beyond without a single goal, without a single thing you're aiming for, that could be vocationally, relationally, spiritually, all those things, if there's not something you're aiming at, what's going to happen? You're just going to tread water. You're going to flounder. And you're just going to, you know, like a little bee flitting from flower to flower, right? It's not how God has called us to live. So, what does Proverbs say about making plans? Well, first of all, there's, there's Bob. Snuck back in. Um, make sure your goal is a good one. In other words, not every pursuit is worth pursuing. Not every dream is worth chasing. Right? Uh, there are those who plan the wrong things. They devise evil. Here's some Proverbs. Proverbs 12, 20 says, Deceit is in the heart of those who devise or plan on evil, but those who plan peace have joy. Proverbs fourteen twenty two, do they not go astray who devise evil? But those who devise good meet steadfast love and faithfulness. So as you're looking at your own life, and maybe you're thinking about those goals that you want to aim toward, um, ask yourself: Are those good? Are those in line with God's word? Or are these selfish goals? Right? Is it, am I pursuing this thing because I want to, to find some fleshly satisfaction in life or pride in my life? Make sure the goals you set are, are good ones that are, that are in line with the Word of God. And then if you were to look in the book of Proverbs and see what's the biggest piece of advice they give in regards to making plans, what do you think it would be? Anyone? Shot in the dark? The thing that Proverbs mentions most, when it comes to planning... There's one piece of advice that keeps showing up time and time and time and time and time again. And it is. Yes? That is one. I'll give that to you. You get a point. You get a tutorial. That's your own tutorial. Um, anyone else? <laughs> he wants a tutorial. <laughs> yeah. Here you go, Ben. There you go, man. There you go. All right. Here's the, here's the, here it is. Get good, get good advice. Lots of it. Give, get good advice in lots of it. That comes up time and time again. Solomon says, plan and ask for a lot of help while you do it. Proverbs 20. You guys all right? You guys are going to make it? <laughs> you need a moment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, we got it. All right. Proverbs twenty verse eighteen: Plans are established by what? Counsel, and by wise guidance, wage war. So again, Solomon's talking to his son. Solomon's a king. He's preparing his son to be a future king. Obviously, a big thing that that kings have to deal with is. Waging war, battle plans, thinking ahead. And obviously, if you're in that position, if you don't plan, if you don't think about the battle plan and the contingencies, you're in a, you're in a bad spot. 
In the same way, as we set goals for our lives, those plans will be established by counsel. Tanner, did you have your hand up? I did for a second. Got anything? So basically the sale is to start World War III. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what we're going for. Yep. This is our war room right here. We're figuring it out. <laughs> Proverbs eleven fourteen. Where there is no guidance, a people falls. But in the abundance of counselors, there is safety. Proverbs fifteen twenty two. Without counsel, plans fail. But with many advisors, they succeed. These Proverbs tell us the more advice, the better. The abundance of counselors, many advisors. And what, are these, what, what do these verses say that provides us? When it comes to our plans, it gives us safety in Proverbs eleven fourteen, and it gives us success in our plans. That's how our plans are established, right? Plans are established by counsel. Well, how does counsel give us safety? Anyone idea? Getting a lot of counsel, how does that provide some safety for your plans. Oh, I actually have a comment since I didn't forget this one. Uh, the reason it's so safe is because when you have multiple people listening to your ideas, not only do you catch your own mistakes, yeah. I've multiple times gone, hey, this is my idea. I go, oh, wait a minute. That's where I forgot something. Yeah. Or they say, you completely forgot to account for this. Absolutely. Or, that is not a smart idea. You're going to get yourself hurt. Yep. And having multiple people to bounce that around to help either catch your mistakes help improve on whatever you've missed or overlooked, mm-hmm. or we'll just straight up say in, uh, straight, straight up say don't do it and we'll stop you yeah which will be equally safe for you absolutely you yeah so and, and we'll talk about this in a little bit one thing that that multiple counselors do is they might even point out if the goal that you're aiming for in the first place is a bad one right like no don't even do that like yeah you're making all these plans no, don't go for that. That's not it's wise. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, hopefully that's not your plan. Yeah. I have a story. <laughs> Let me sit down. Hold on. All right. Yes. Jerry, move. Sorry. Yes, Adam, go ahead. I forget what it was called, but it was a where it was a nuclear a nuclear facility power plant, and they were having an overload. You know, it was heating up, and they couldn't figure out why. And, you know, nobody there could, they didn't know. It's like, there's no reason everything on the, our chart seems to be fine. Chernobyl. Yeah. No, Chernobyl exploded. This one didn't. All yeah, So what, what they did is they just brought in a new guy. And uh-huh. he was like, is, he looked at this one knob. He's like, you know, have you gone down and checked this? I was like, well, the knob says it's good. No, that's not it. Like, Go down and check it. And they went down. That was wrong. And they fixed it. There so you they go. Just, they got new, a new guy in there. Yeah. Fresh, fresh mind. And they... Yep. Just what it, all, I, 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 sometimes it only takes just one extra person, right? I know that, uh, and Mr. B can attest to this, but a lot of times, even uh, with pastors and our deacons, right? Um, you know, Pastor Caleb or myself or, or one of the deacons will have an idea or, or a thought, and we'll bring it to to the deacons, like in one of our meetings, right? And, and just the collective wisdom of the group. You'll have one person or another say, "Have you thought about this?" And everyone's like, oh, wow, no, no, not at all. And it just, it, it, it proves this point so well. The more people that you can get advice from regarding your plans, the safer you are. And then success, right? Without counsel, plans fail. 
you, re- you increase your chance of success in your plans if you're actually willing to get as much counsel as possible. Ask many, as many people as you can. There's no better safeguard against rushing into things than getting good advice. Have you ever rushed into something and then got into it and you're like, what in the world have I done? Like, you're really excited about it. Man, you were all for it. You thought you thought through everything. And you get into it, and then you're finally there, and you're like, oh, no. Yeah. What's worse is something I always have to look out for, because sometimes I will make the bad mistake of rushing into things and get so excited. Oh, this is such a cool idea. Yeah. And then you look back after it fails and go, what went wrong? And you'll realize you made some assumption, or you was, you're yes. relying on one single thing happening. Yeah. And now when it doesn't happen, it's like, well, what now? Yeah, and you're stuck. Step one is getting as much advice as possible, but you also need to consider who you're getting advice from. And we're going to look at some passages about that. Before we get there, I just want to point out, this whole even mindset of just getting as much advice as possible um, can be kind of countercultural at times, can it? What's, what's your typical movie, uh, you know, young, heroic figure? Uh, how is that portrayed in terms of taking advice or not taking advice? Just do it. Just do it, right? It'll work. It'll work. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, you know, it's a good story to kill That's true. If it's a good story. Yeah, if it's a good story. Yeah, Elijah. What I've noticed in a lot of the modern movies geared for the younger audience is they have the kids write and then they ask mm-hmm. their advice and then the parents go against that and so they just do what they want to do first. Uh-huh. And either it goes right or it goes wrong. Yes, that happens a lot. Um, yeah, how many times have you seen a, a story, movie, show, whatever, where the main character has a plan, has a goal, has a desire, and all of the advice that he's getting has to be overcome and ignored so that that hero can pursue their dream and drown out the voices and, you know, I don't care what anyone else says, I'm going to do what, what, what I know I can do and, and all that stuff, right? Sounds really awesome. The problem is, the, <laughs> the problem is, uh, it's not, not what the Bible says. We do need to consider who we're getting our advice from. Proverbs talks about that as well. Proverbs 12, too. The thoughts of the righteous are just, but the counsel of the wicked are deceitful. Right? So you can receive deceitful counsel. Yeah. It's Proverbs 12, 12, 5. It is 12.5. I'm sorry. 12.5. Um, Counsel the wicked are deceitful. Proverbs 24, 6. For by wise guidance you can wage your war. And in the abundance of counselors there, there is victory. So get as much advice as you can, but you also need to have some wisdom about the advice you actually take. There's a story in the book of 1 Kings, chapter 12, of a king named Rehoboam. Young guy who just became king. And he had a decision to make. And the people came to him and asked, like, how are you going to rule? How are you going to lead us? And King Rehoboam seeks advice from two groups of people. Says he, taught, he, he went to the old men, said, who had stood before Solomon, his father, which is really interesting, that this is one of Solomon's sons, right? So did this king read these Proverbs about getting advice? Multitude of counselors, their safety, right? So he goes to... The, the old man who had stood before Solomon and his father while he was yet alive. And then he goes to one other group. He goes to the young men who had grown up with him and stood before him, the Bible says. So he goes to the old men and the men say, go to the people and say, I will serve you. I will lead you by serving. 
right? That was the old man's advice. He goes to the young man. He's like, hey, buddies, what, what should I do? And he says, you need to oppress them even more. You need to say, hey, my father ruled you like this. I am going to add on to that. I am going to, I'm going to rule you with even a more iron fist. And guess whose advice he took? The young people's advice, right? So here's someone who, step one, get as much advice as possible, right? Good. Good for him. But then he was not wise in the wisdom and the advice that he took. Not only does it take, take wisdom to seek advice, but it also takes wisdom to discern whose advice you should listen to. In the story of King Rehoboam, the young men gave advice that appealed to Rehoboam's sinful nature, right? It, it, it gave him power over others. When he heard that advice, Rehoboam's like, ooh, yeah, man, exert my power. That sounds good. The older men gave advice that appealed to God's word. They encouraged him to be a servant to the people. And so as you receive advice, you need to consider the wisdom of the people who are giving you the advice. Are people telling you what you want to hear? Or are they telling you God's truth? All right? Did you ever hear that, David? Yes. As well. Yes. Because you don't really want to get advice on, like, a whole of your life from the shady guy who was down the <laughs> Right. Rather than just ask or Right. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You're exactly right. Um, <laughs> so it, it, you do have to uh, be discerning about who you ask for advice from. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, I have a big plan. I don't, you know. I don't, step one, go to Mr. B and, and ask him, and then stop a random dude on the side of the road and tell him my life story and ask him his advice. Right? That's right. It's not what you do. Right. So, you need to have wisdom in who you ask advice from, and you need to ask wisdom of, or have wisdom in, in what advice you actually take to heart. But at the first point, are you actually asking for help? <laughs> are you actually asking for wisdom? And that actually takes humility. I know for me, if I have a plan, sometimes I refrain from asking for help because I don't want to be exposed as not thinking through enough. Or if I ask this advice, someone's going to shoot it down as a dumb idea, right? But, but what, what does advice help you with? It helps you know if your goal is something even worth pursuing, like we talked about. It, advice helps you anticipate challenges or problems that you might face that you didn't think of. And advice helps you decide on the steps you need to take to accomplish your goal. So, what are you aiming toward? What are you making plans for? Don't keep that plan to yourself. Ask for your parents' advice. Ask a pastor. Ask a wise friend or a counselor. In the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Asking advice does not mean you're required to follow all advice but it's going to help you solidify your plan as you seek to reach your goal. So get good advice and lots of it. All right, and then finally, and this is where the fear of the Lord comes in, all right? Trust God in all of it. Here's some Proverbs that, that talk about that. Proverbs 5.21. For a man's ways are before the eyes of the Lord, and he ponders all his paths. Proverbs 19.21. Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. Proverbs 20, verse 24, a man's steps are from the Lord. How then can a man understand his way? You know, we are encouraged to plan, but we need to recognize that God's plan supersedes our own plan. 
that, that God can intervene. God can change your plans. We can trust in him, convinced that he is working all things for our good. Right? You can be a planner in a sinful way. Did you know that? You can sinfully plan. How do you sinfully plan? By becoming the God of your own universe. <laughs> and just exerting, trying to exert so much control over your life to where you think, I have, I have achieved omnipotence and omniscience. Right? I, I know all things. I am prepared for all things. And it can, it can give a sense of pride to where if God comes in and says, guess what? I'm going to take those plans and go like this. Right? And shake them up. How do you respond in that moment? Anger, right? <laughs> Panic. <laughs> what the, like, what's going on, right? That's someone who isn't trusting the Lord with their plans, but is trusting in their own ability to make plans. You know what? Make plans, be intentional, think ahead, but guess what? You will have your plans derailed from time to time. You will experience the frustration of things not going the way you planned it. And not because some other person comes in and ruins your plan, just circumstances of life. Things that only God can control will step in and just jumble everything up. You can have your eyes set on a particular college in a, in, a, in a career path, and you've got everything planned out. You've got your scholarships lined up. You've got your job that you're earning money for. And then something tragic happens, or an accident, or you lose money, or, or you lose a scholarship, and all of a sudden, boom, like everything just implodes right does that mean you shouldn't have planned that it was no no not at all but it means in our planning we acknowledge what many are the plans of a man's mind but it's only the purpose of the lord that will stand and this reality this truth as we fear the lord should lead us to follow what proverbs 27 1 says do not boast about tomorrow for you do not know what a day may Bring. Planning can easily lead to pride. When you've thought of every possible contingency, you've planned everything out to a T, you can sit back and proudly boast that you've figured your future all out. But if you, if you boast in that too much, when God does come and shift things around a little bit, as he is able to do, your response in that moment might reveal where your heart is. Right? Obviously, it's disappointing regardless if your plans get derailed. Right? I'm not saying you can't ever be disappointed when your plans get derailed. That's really frustrating. That's disappointing. But at that moment, what do we do? Do we get angry at the Lord? Do we, do we get bitter? Do we get, do we get resentful? Or do we say, Lord, I, 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 I did my best at planned. You're in control. I'm going to trust in you in this turn of events. Look at Proverbs 16, verses 1 through 3. The plans of the heart belong to a man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit. So what should we do? Commit your work to the Lord, and your plans will be established. Proverbs 16, verse 9. The heart of a man plans his way, but who establishes his steps? That man who plans really good? No, the Lord establishes his steps. And then Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your 
paths. You know, we looked at planning, and then we said that there's something that establishes those plans. What establishes those plans? Well, number one, getting a lot of advice can establish those plans. It provides safety. It provides security. And trusting in God, committing your ways to the Lord, your plans will be established, right? In the same way, trusting in God with your plans is a solidifying, a a fortifying way to, to, to live through life. That even as you plan, you trust the Lord, whatever, whatever, whatever comes, good or bad, I know that he is in control. So let's, let's tie all this up in a nice little bow, okay? And then uh, if you have any questions or, or comments or anything you want to add, we can, we can discuss a little bit, all right? So what does the Bible say about planning? So step one, plan, Okay. <laughs> Start thinking intentionally about your life. What, what are you aiming for right now? What are you aiming for? What's your future? What are the goals that, you're, that you need to aim for right now? Do you need to think about what's next after college? Do you need to set a goal about your school this semester? I mean, do you have any spiritual goals in your life? I mean, do you want to read your Bible more consistently? Pray? Share the gospel, relationship goals, you can include those, that's okay. Um, Plan, what are your goals? All right, and then the next one is, establish your plan. And how do you establish your plans? Two ways. First of all, get a lot of advice. And second, commit your plans to the Lord. What does establish mean? It means to solidify, to prepare, to strengthen. You have your goals, spiritual, relational, occupational, whatever the case may be. And then you take it to people. You're like, man, you know, I, I'm aiming for this. What do you think about that? Um, I, I want to pursue this. I want to do this. I want this to be true in my life. I'm planning out. I'm aiming for this. What do you think? Right? Sometimes those goals in and of themselves will be like, you know what? Don't do that. Not a good goal. Or that's a great goal. Let me, let me talk through with you how you, can, how you can accomplish that. Here's some steps. Or here's some dangers that you can be aware of as you do that. You establish your plans by committing those plans to God. Bring them to God in prayer. You ever prayed, prayed about your goals? Say, Lord, I, I want to do this and I want to do it for your glory. And this is what I'm aiming for, but I know you're in control. So I pray, Lord, that you would... You would strengthen me, that you would guide me, but then most importantly, I would trust you with whatever your will is. And if your will derails my plan, help me to trust you in that. Because I know that you are wiser than me, you're smarter than me, and you are working all things for your glory and my good. That's how you establish your plans. And then thirdly, be diligent in it. Be diligent in it. What is Proverbs? We started off with Proverbs 21, verse 5. The plans of the diligent surely lead to abundance. Plans aren't good if you don't follow them, right? You can have all the greatest plans in the world, but if you're not diligent in it, you're not gonna, it's not going to help you at all. So ask for God's grace to show diligence in pursuing that. And again, some of you, this might be come naturally to you, planning this out. If it comes natural to, naturally to you, my, my instruction to you would be just guard against setting that up as an idol. 
right? Where, where that ability to, to plan becomes your source of comfort as opposed to using that gift in planning. I mean, the Bible says plan. And so if you're good at that, do it and do it well and do it consistently. But trust the Lord in that. And if you're here and you're like, man, I hate planning. And I'm raising my hand. Okay. Um, just, just be aware that, just be careful not to, just not to coast through life. It's really easy just to coast through life. And just live each day with, well, what's going to happen today? I don't know. Let's see and find out. And I'll take things as they come, right? Um, it, it's a great, it, it might work now. It's not going to work for long. It really won't work for long. Especially someday if you are, you know, if you're, if you're married, have a family, have a job, the more responsibilities that add to your life, the less that way of thinking is going to work. <laughs> it, just, it just won't work. And, and what I've experienced is just you're forced to change how you do things. And while naturally I am a coaster, I'm just kind of like, eh, we'll just kind of see what happens. And, you know, I just kind of wing it, you know. Um, your life forces you not to do that. To where you reach a point where you're like, I, I'll, I'll die if I don't change how I do things, right? So it's, 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 uh, it's important, yeah. What well, I like to do is remember these kinds of lessons as I try to make something that's either absolutely ridiculous or something that makes just a lot of sense to me. I like to envision it's just when you're trying to coast in life, it's like trying to drive a vehicle. Mm-hmm. As a child, you have the little play toy, you know, cars, those can, those are meant to drift. You're not right. meant to try to control them. The parent's supposed to push them. Right. Then you go up to a bike with training wheels. You can coast a little better with a bike a little bit, but you're getting faster. Yeah. Then you get up to like cars. And now if you drift, you're likely going to bump into someone else or into something else and injure either yourself yeah. or your life. And then you jump up to an F-150. <laughs> now you're in a jet soaring through the sky. And yeah. any mistake will likely end up in a crash. Right. And, and you cannot... You can't, you can't you can't fly that jet like you drove that kitty car when you were little, right? <laughs> exactly. This is not going to work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a good illustration. I like that. Good. Any other thoughts? As a professional, very good at procrastinating. When it comes to spiritual life, it does get impacted, I would say, definitely. Mm-hmm. Having that mindset, and it is pretty hard, but I say easiest way to get around it is just whenever I have free time, like actual free time, Yeah. Um, try to include something else you like when it comes to the Bible, like maybe go out for a walk, listen to it, mm-hmm. um, I like to go out sometimes, just sit at like a lake area, yeah. and just chill, yeah. so like include something else as like an action that you enjoy doing towards the Bible, not that the Bible is boring, but at the same time, reading a book is reading a book. Yeah. And if you're not like savvy on reading books, yeah. it's just something else that happens. Yeah, absolutely. And that's and that's intentional, right? Yeah. This is seeking to show intentionality in your life. Instead of saying, well, it's, it's hard to read the Bible, so I'm just, whatever, I'm, I, it's not working, so I'm just not going to do it. Or you're going to show intentionality and, 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 and take the steps you need to, right? And I just encourage you guys, just generally speaking, right? So if you were to look at your life, sorry, Bob. Uh, if you're to look at your life as like a control panel, okay, kind of going off of what, what Tanner's here saying, right? Right now, your control panel, I don't know, let's see, right? Got some buttons here, I got a joystick here, you have a little computer screen here, right? So let's say you've got, you know, you've got uh, school, you have relationships, you got some, you got your spiritual life, right? All these things, right? 
What's going to happen, Mr. B? What's going to happen to your display panel as you get older? You're going to add a lot more buttons, like a lot. Hold on. You're going to you're going to be like, I mean, it's going to expand out this way. You're going to have buttons, 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 buttons. Joystick over here. You're going to have a display panel up here with buttons up here. You're going to have something down by the floor that you got to do. All this stuff. Yeah. Now. If you are used to winging it, maybe you mastered this control panel really well, and you, you figured out how to kind of coast with this, right? Is that going to work with, as, as, as life gets more complex? Nope. <laughs> it won't. Yeah. I wish there was an autopilot button for life, but sadly, there is not. There is not. Nope. So anyway... I, yes, Mr. B. I was, I was just going to say, what is really helpful, I, I agree with uh, what Luke was saying. What is helpful to me and what, what, what prevents me from having to create a whole new plan every time I add yeah. a new button yeah. right, is to establish a routine of the, what I want to do throughout the day or what I need to accomplish throughout the day. Things don't like, new things aren't entering your life every single day. No. Like, that doesn't happen. Make a routine, right? So I make a routine that includes homework when I get home from school or, or schoolwork when I'm at home, right? I make a routine that says, like, okay, I'm going to do my devotionals during this time or read during this time. I make a routine that allows for, okay, maybe at 8.30 at night before I go to bed, right? I brush my teeth, I shower, and, you know, routines help you get... Figure out each control panel at a little at a time, so that way when you add a new things to your to your display, you're only adding one. You have everything else done. Right. Yeah. You don't freak out and go like you know. You've heard people throwing a monkey wrench into your plans. Yeah. That's what happens when you don't when you're flying by the seat of your pants. Yeah. And you don't know what's going on. But yeah. When you have a routine, then it's simply just one extra thing. Yeah. So so here's your homework, guys. We have homework? Oh, yes. What is it? After I, I say it, no, 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 no. This is suggested homework, guys. I like it that I made a statement and yeah. then you gave them homework. Yeah. Usually he gives there we go. This is all Mr. B's fault, okay? No. No, 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 no. Here's your homework. It's real simple. Go home. Write out what your goals are. Write them out. Maybe you haven't even thought about them. <laughs> write out your goals. I want you to write out, write out, here's my spiritual goals. Do you have spiritual goals in your life? Do you have goals for your future? Maybe goals for your family, right? Write those down. And then that's your prayer list for a little bit. Pray about those. And you want to see those? No, no, no. You have to turn them in. You can show them to me. Be in the multitude of counselors, there's safety, right? So, you know. What's step two of the homework? It's getting advice. Hey, this is my goal. I want, I need advice. I need counsel. All right? Great. We're actually out of time, guys. So no more. You can, we can, if you have something to say after, you can come ask me. But we'll pray and, uh, and then we'll be dismissed. Lord, thank you for this time together. Lord, thank you for being a sovereign Lord of our lives. Help us, Lord, uh, to live life intentionally.
Um, Lord, you, you are a God of, of order. You're a God of, 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 you have control over all things. We thank you for that, Lord, that even when our plans go awry, your plans do not. So we can trust you in that. Lord, I pray that you would help us to live intentionally. Help each one here to, to know what those goals are and to seek good advice, to seek counsel, and to bring them to you in prayer so that they can live a life that honors and pleases you. In your son's name we pray. Amen.